Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, and, well, some, sometime soon here, Abdul Akib Shabazz. The program is Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Abdul will join us here in just a little bit. Uh, joined today via phone by the great Jim Merritt, former Indiana state senator. Senator, how's it going? Morning, Robert. All right, so... Um, Interesting story, and I got to tell you, Jim, I I didn't think that when we started the show all those years ago that water, whatever be the focal point of a discussion here on Statehouse Happenings, but water is now a really big deal in the state of Indiana, and specifically this proposed plan to move water from essentially the Lafayette area down to Boone County to help facilitate this proposed leap district, not proposed, it is, this leap district that is now in place by the governor of the state of Indiana. This is a really big deal. There's a lot of pushback from people in the Lafayette area. You Did you ever study water in your 30 years in the Indiana Senate? What do you know about water? I I, I know a fair bit about water. I, water is, <laughs> to, it's coined, uh, not coined, but the old phrase is water is life. And uh, it is a big deal, and it is a big part of economic development. A lot of people talk about economic development as being jobs and schools, and those are very, very penultimate issues. But water uh, and the and the uh, lack of it, or the or the plentifulness of it, is is quite large in economic development. And this this project uh, is enormous, and it has had so many issues that have been attached to it that that uh, this latest uh, this latest um, mess that we've got here is not it's surprising because the IDC uh, does a really good job of planning and the Indiana Finance Authority uh, has been at the uh, at the center of, of, of understanding our water it, it wasn't so many years ago that when we were studying our highways, and, and transportation in, in total in the state of uh, Indiana, uh, the next project was studying water. And uh, Indiana Finance Authority was right at the, it, really at the epicenter, if you will, of those plans. And they've been involved in four different studies. And, and it's just very important to understand um, where your water is coming from if you're going to have a, a development and and as well as uh, uh, the the source of it, y- you know, it was just not too long ago when uh, Mike Braun's brother Steve, who was a state representative, uh, deceased, uh, passed away some time ago. Really nice man, smart man. 
came to me as, as utility chairman and uh, and Whitestown, which is just south of the Leaf yes. District, was having uh, water issues, and they subsequently lost the Hershey plant that was, excuse me, Nestle plant that is now up on uh, I-69 in yeah. Anderson. Yeah. And, and they were planning on having that uh, there. And, but they were having, uh, they, uh, the Nestle plant would have ended up in Whitestown um, had we had the water uh, plan that we had actually put together uh, post that plan. Let, uh, Jim, in, in the legislature. Uh, Jim Merritt, uh, Program Statehouse Happenings. Abdul will join us here in just a little bit. So at the heart of this, again, is the governor's kind of signature economic development project, the the almost eight years now that he has been governor, has been this LEAP district, which is this economic development district in Boone County, which he has used hundreds of millions of taxpayer dollars now to you know, through various mechanisms to attract mega corporations to set up shop in Boone County. Now, the issue they have had is getting ample water to the area. And so they proposed through the Economic Development Corporation, their plan was to propose pumping 100 million gallons of water a day um, from the Wabash, uh, an aquifer in Wabash, or the Wabash Aquifer up in Tippecanoe County to this area. And the people up in the Tippecanoe County area, Lafayette, are very upset about this. Uh, Indiana Capital Chronicle had a great article about this just the other day. And, Jim, I got to tell you, from my perspective, I, I see why these people in Tippecanoe County are concerned because they're saying, wait a second, we don't really get any benefit out of this. The people of Boone County are getting the benefit out of this, and you're potentially going to take a very valuable resource from us, which we depend on, and it's part of what attracts people to be here. I think they got a, I think they got a real case. Well, you have to, when you're planning um, such an enormous uh, project that includes Indiana's own lily, you're planning this project, you have to have everybody at the table. And that that is what didn't happen here. Uh, when, uh, when the uh, citizens group wanted more water out in the northeast east, uh, part of central Indiana, they built a, a new reservoir right next to Geist. Most people don't know that. And as well as you know, water has been a big deal um, out in that area, and, and they wanted to make sure they had plenty of it. Citizens Group planned it, and um, and and there was a, a reservoir that was going to be planned just south of Anderson, near the Mounds, Old Mounds Mall at Anderson, and that didn't go because of uh, lack of planning and, and uh, lack of real need there. And so, yes, uh, in this situation, you have lots of hands in there, meaning just a lot of NDAs, a lot of non-disclosure agreements where you have developers, you have city councils, and you've got mayors, and as well as the expense of that uh, that piping at 35 uh, miles south of Lafayette, and, and not including them into the uh, into the conversation, you're going to have a lot of unhappy people. Yeah. So they so. The IDC commissioned this study on water, and the people that they hired came back and said, surprise, surprise, oh, yeah, there's plenty of water. This isn't any big deal. And the people in Tippecanoe County said, wait a second. You guys have a vested interest in the outcome of this. You shouldn't be the ones commissioning the study. And so now the governor has commissioned the Indiana Finance Authority 
to basically take over this study. What do you know about the Indiana Finance Authority? Can they be trusted? Are they uh, are they a fair and balanced arbiter of what's going on? I think because of their previous experience of four different studies on water, and, and he expanded it to central Indiana, uh, we'll give it credibility. But, but obviously, there are a lot of eyes and a lot of people, a lot of ears listening to this. And 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 so they will come up with a, a quality effort uh, for a study. And yes, they could be a, a third party arbiter. And in the Indiana Finance Authority, I know the people there, and they will um, they will play fair. And, uh, and this is what should Robert. This is what should have happened before. Yeah, the right. Indiana Finance Authority should have been at the helm with this, and um, and they've just had a lot of lost time and. They'll come up with a study, and, and if, if there isn't water, then I I believe that they will, they will, um, you know, come to the fore and and declare it, and and, uh, and they really are real, really, um, they're they are a study commission. They they are an entity that has a lot of credibility in the water space itself, and um, and the people that I know that are experts that are from inside the state and outside the state. Uh, will uh, have have uh, confidence that the Indiana Finance Authority will uh, come with the a credible study. Uh, Jim Merritt, Abdul Keepshaw will join us here in just a little bit. It's Statehouse Happenings. Uh, Rob Kendall is my name. We're talking about a really an issue I didn't think that would ever be kind of a focal point here on Statehouse Happenings, which is water and the flow of water. But it's a huge, huge deal uh, about this proposal to take hundreds of millions of gallons of water a day from Tippecanoe County, flow it down to Boone County. Um, okay, so years ago, Jim, when I was uh, had the grave misfortune of being an, uh, an elected official, somebody told me something before I got started, and I laughed it off, and the older I get, the more real it is. And this person told me, they said, the number one thing you're going to have to focus on is things that aren't sexy. They are not headline grabbers, and they are things like the public infrastructure, which is water and sewer. And gosh darn it, Jim, the older I get, the more I realize that person was exactly right, because if you don't have a handle on your water and your sewer, that is the lifeblood of so many people and so many things. And it appears in this case, we're seeing it kind of blow up because they didn't, they being the IEDC, they being as an arm of that, the governor of the state of Indiana, didn't have a handle on this. And now it's a lot of bad publicity and a lot of hurt feelings and a lot of angry people. Well, also, you know, take emotions out of it. Uh, can the uh, can the project work? I believe that they're going to uh, IFA is going to come up with a, a plan or, or excuse me a a, um, a study that's going to tell us that we've got plenty of water out there. But but it, you know with without the hurt feelings, yes, uh, the idea of uh, of water being right in the center of everything is it isn't sexy. But um, uh, the uh, guys reservoir. Uh, there are times that Geist Reservoir has so much uh, problems with this water that uh, I wanted to have a, a conservancy district for it so the people of Geist would be able to enjoy it in a recreational way. Uh, the, the, the issue of in, it, there, there's no issue with Eagle Creek. You never hear about it. But that's a big resource for us. Most of Central Indiana relies on Citizens Group for its water supply, and and meaning that they get it to the customer, and so yes, it it, um, it, it operates under the under the um, 
you know, under the media or under our knowledge of it, but it's an enormous part of economic development and it's an enormous uh, issue in, in growing our state. And, uh, and putting the emotion back into it, uh, when, when you, you know, the issue with the farmers, with, with the LEAP project, and, and now the water issue, and, and, and getting um, a workforce there. Uh, whenever you have an enormous uh, economic uh, development issue like the LEAP project, uh, you've got to have all your I's dotted and T's crossed. And so um, we, everybody just needs to get to the table, if you will, and have the conversation that all, all signs uh, point towards this development is going to be very good for Lilly and many other companies. Uh, it, it's just this is an issue that has plagued it for the last month, six weeks, two months, and I'm certain that Brad Chambers is getting asked it, uh, asked the question on the campaign trail, Robert. Yeah. So the, this is now, according to Capital Chronicle, and this is your world. Now the politicians are starting to get involved. You got people who represent those areas up there in Lafayette, Democrats and Republicans alike. It sounds like who are saying, "Wait, wait a second. Now we uh, we're not happy with this, and we might have to start passing some laws." Is it one of those things where it was like? the governor was on a sprint to get this done because there really was no oversight of this other than things under his purview. And now he might've got caught. And if the lawmakers get involved in this, you're going to get all sorts of delays. Well, it goes back to, you know, 2020 and one of the pandemic and, um, and all the legislators are going to the grocery. They're, they're, um, they're going to church. They're going to the gym. They're, they're, you know, at the hardware store and they see constituents as well as governor candidates or, are uh, meeting with anybody that they can get three or four people um, out, outside a restaurant. And, and they're hearing about it because um, people, there's a lot of motion to it because everybody wants to be included in, in something that is going to um, affect their society or affect their community. And so uh, it, this is registered on everybody's everybody's wavelength. And, and so there will be questions. I'm not sure the, what the legislature can do in regarding to this. In fact, I would, uh, with the IFA in the middle of this now as a third party, uh, I, I'm not sure if legislators should get involved in it because they will, they will put a study together. And, and, and there, there's some technology that IFA and, and the water community, if you will, have that they can detect very, very quickly, uh, the flow of water, the amount of water we have, the groundwater, the, you know, the, the everything that is necessary that makes this development go forward, they'll be able to get uh, pretty darn close to it pretty quickly. And so, I, I, you know, it's people uh, are, are speaking to the legislators, they're speaking to governor candidates, and uh, this is just part of the natural politics that, uh those that are in government and running for office uh, are listening and they're talking about it to make sure that people they know people know that they are on top of this issue. Freedomfoodsindiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. Freedomfoodsindiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love freedomfoodsindiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. 
freedomfoodsindiana.com. Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, and oh, look who it is, Abdul Hakeem Shabazz. Hello. Ah, oh, the joy of traffic. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, so you're you're now here, part of it. And, and just real quick, we're going to put a bow on this and go on to the next thing. But, Abdul, we were just saying, I think this is a huge issue. We've spent the first 15 minutes of our show today on this. I never thought we'd be talking about water for this long. But I think this is a huge issue because you got a lot of really upset people in Boone County who didn't want that LEAP district. you got upset people now in Tippecanoe County who are worried about their water being taken to go subsidize this leap district and now you've got politicians involved i think this is a, a huge issue coming up in 2024 oh this will be a major issue and jim i think you were i think you may have still been in the legislature at the time but there are already studies uh basically saying how india needs to sort of monitor its water supply uh because yeah, they have a lot that, was, that was in the middle of that robert or abdul yeah because i remember uh india has a lot of aquifers uh and so uh and so with rainwater and aquifers and the whole nine yards and, and water being a very scarce limited resource already I remember, I remember the, I remember the debate vaguely. Said, "Hey, we're going to have to sort of do a better job of managing our water supply." And this is all, all. Welcome to the future, Abdul. There was one time that we were looking at a plan to pipe water down to River Ridge in Jeffersonville area uh, from Central Indiana uh, to make sure that that enormous project that ends up having an Amazon plant on it. Uh, uh, a manufacturing, you know, warehouse and whatnot. Uh, we were going to pipe water right down the middle of 65. That was some. That was one of the plans that we were talking about. So, this is not a new issue. All right. Uh, the program of Statehouse Happenings. Rob Kendall, Jim Meredith, Abdul Keep Shabazz. Uh, okay. So, what is going on with Todd Rokita? You had something up at IndiePolitics.org. He's involved in with something and Donald Trump in one of these court cases? Yes. Uh, I was watching, I was just sitting down watching the Talking Heads last night. And one of the Talking Heads talked about these 18, uh, uh, basically what it goes is Judge Chicken and the, and the gag order. Okay, so this is in, is this? The this D.C. Is, the Washington, D.C. So this is the documents case. Because uh, with Trump, it's hard to keep track of all no, of No, no, document case was in Florida. Oh, that's right. Th this was an uh, election, uh, and this is the insurrection. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, so they allege that Trump it was involved in insurrection. Okay, there's so many, Abdul, it's just so hard to keep track well, of. Well, 91 felonies, it's hard, to, it's hard to keep track after a while. Okay, that's a little ridiculous. I mean, they basically made him out to be worse than the Night Stalker, but that aside, what, Rokita's now involved in one of these cases. What is it? Uh, basically, Rokita uh, filed an amicus brief, that means friend of the court, uh, for on behalf of Donald Trump with uh, the, the Iowa Attorney General, uh, I want to say like West Virginia Attorney General and, and, and 16 others, uh, basically saying, hey, that this gag order should be lifted. It's too broad. It infringes on Donald Trump's rights for free speech and also leads to uh, election interference and insurrection because if he can't comment on the case, then he can't defend himself. He can't talk about it. And his political opponents can, so you're interfering with the election. I frankly think that's totally bogus because it's not a very broad gag order. It's a very limited gag order is, is what it is. And also, too, uh, I want to say the gag order was uh, – I want to say the appeal was submitted right before – uh, someone leaked uh, uh, in the Georgia case, uh, leaked out all the, all the information about Sidney Powell and Cheeseboro and all the rest of those folks, their video con their video uh, testimony as well. So what, so what the court wants to do is like, hey, we want to make sure that, that no witnesses are intimidated, no one is hurt, and, and, and Donald Trump, can, he can call me whatever he wants. That's fine. But first of all, if Donald Trump was a regular criminal defendant, he'd be in jail right now. There, there's no way he'd be able to get away to say, say with what he said 
about being called into court and spent a couple days in the Hooskow. Hey, real quick. So, Jim, obviously you spent a lot of time funding attorney generals in your years in the Senate. It's part of what you did. Is it normal for attorney generals to do these sort of briefs where they team up with other attorney generals and and do this sort of thing? Uh, It it didn't happen very often. Uh, I I found when I I read this article, um, I was relatively – well, I'm not stunned anymore. <laughs> I was surprised. Uh, but usually you, you see attorney generals uh, uh, work on issues such as, well, just, it, yeah, it, I, think it's, I think it's quite unlikely that this will ever happen again with attorney general. This is a, this is a surprise to me. And uh, shouldn't they be working on other things? Well, that's and, the and, argument, right, Abdul, is, okay, hey, you're Todd Rakita, and, and I think Trump's getting a raw deal on a lot of this stuff, and I think it's a lot of it's political. But, yeah, I mean, again, you got, like, the Delphi case, which is out there right now, and you're like, what the heck's going on with the own legal system in this state? Maybe that might be a better place to use your resources. It just seems like a, kind of an odd use of, of resources, but I'm no and, man and, of the law. And usually uh, usually if an attorney general's office, because we did this when I worked in the Illinois attorney general's office, in case if it was a major issue that had implications for, say, the state of Illinois or, the state, or say, the state of Indiana, you're like, hey, Your Honor, here's why we believe, blah, 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 you should rule in this this way. I don't believe there's ever been an amicus brief filed by government attorney generals for a criminal defendant. To me, that, that and that's what sort of changes yeah, everything. I'm not sure how it impacts Indiana. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Okay. Well, like yeah. I just, I uh, this is just a, and Rokita does all sorts of things where you just go, well, that's different. So I, I, I just didn't. I want to get your perspective, Jim, on how rare that is from your time in the Senate. Do, do you remember, say, Greg Zeller or Steve Carter doing these sort of things, or is this sort of an outside the norm act from Rokita? Uh, it is outside the norm. I could see if uh, attorney general would uh, join with other attorney generals in regards to in regards to immigration, I- illegal immigration, you know, supporting the state of Texas because uh, it does impact the state of Indiana. Uh, I think that that would be uh, noteworthy and, and and worthy, if you will, uh, of such a legal maneuver. But I've never heard of a of, of attorney general and i don't know how many attorneys general are uh, involved in this but i'd say this is unheard of uh rob kendall jim merritt abdul keep shabazz the program of state house happenings your weekly look at what's going on with indiana politics and government well big news according to the indiana capital chronicle came down uh we put together this show on uh, on the wednesday this week so this would have been monday that this came down Apparently, Eric Doden is first in the clubhouse to claim he has received the necessary signatures in order to run for governor. For those of you who aren't familiar, in order to uh, run on the Republican or Democrat side for Senate or governor in the state of Indiana, unless you're Todd Young, you're required to get 500 signatures in all nine of Indiana's congressional districts, uh, verified signatures from registered voters. Eric Doden claims he's first. Abdul, we'll start with you. Is this any sort of big deal or just something... uh, Hey, it was a slow news day. We need something to write about. Uh, it's, it's it's important. It's a little bit of both. Uh, whenever you whenever it's like a Monday story, you always look for something that's, that's kind of newsworthy, but maybe didn't necessarily need to run right away. Uh, so you no, know, no, that does not surprise me at all. Also, it tells me that if Eric has this, and by the way, uh, just so everybody knows, to, to get on the ballot either for a U.S. senator or governor, you need five at least five hundred signatures from registered voters from each congressional district. Unless you're Todd Young. 
And then in that case, well, it doesn't matter. You only got four ninety seven or four ninety eight. So yeah. if, unless you're Todd Young, yes. If you're a, if you're not liked by the establishment, yes, you need five hundred verified signatures. Go ahead. But didn't Marlon Sussman get signatures too? Uh, he did. Yes. Okay. He, so he, there we go. So, he, yeah. he got. He, <laughs> we, he put in the effort and the work and wasn't lazy and and didn't uh, try to sprint his way. So this is my question, right? Sometimes the the quest to be first, you got to be. Uh, you got to do your homework and you got to get way over that 500 because somebody's going to try to verify those signatures and toss a bunch of them out potentially. You, you need at least, I would say, argue you need at least 800 signatures per district because number one, people don't, pe- people don't know what congressional district they live in most of the that's time. That's true. That's number one. Uh, number two, uh, they couldn't be, they couldn't necessarily be a registered voter. That's and true. And so you got to say, they could, say you can live, I live in district three, but I'm really in district two. And so you got to make sure that the districts things map out. Also, you need, yep. Yeah, 500 is a 500 is a bare minimum. It's yes. like flair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can do the, you can just a bare minimum, or you can say, "Hey, welcome to Chosky's." <laughs> so, in a nutshell, uh, and also when you when you when you in the in the signature gathering process, I know what some candidates have done, and Jim, you can correct me on this one, is they will submit sort of like like their early list to county clerk's office. It's like, "Hey, are these people registered voters? If they are, great. If not, they go back and go get more signatures." I think I think it's most most important that Eric Doden got done way early because signatures aren't due until like February six. Yeah. Yeah, so Jim, uh, big deal or no that Doden's first in? This is very early indeed to get the uh, signatures. What does this tell us? Well, I, I first of all, I think it is a big deal because uh, Eric Doden is known in Fort Wayne, but he it really isn't, as far as I know, isn't known in central Indiana as well as other governor candidates, number one. But two, uh, this is this is a very positive point for, for Eric. And um, for our listeners, all these signatures have to be submitted to the state election board. I, I, I believe, isn't it January 10th, Abdul, that it has to be, uh, they have to be submitted because the filing deadline is in early February. And, and you have to have uh, those, those 4,500 signatures and they have to be viable signatures. And so, uh, the the, uh, uh, the this this is this is what is one of the major staples of a campaign is getting on the right, ballot. Yeah, I, I got an answer on that, Jim. So they can begin submitting them January tenth. They're due by January thirtieth, according to the Indiana Capital Chronicle. They do a good job. Don't, oh, don't they're think. the best. They do all the work for me these days. I love those guys. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, mean, they just make my life so much easier. So it's very important. This is great for Eric. This shows he has a campaign organization statewide, and and uh, it makes him competitive because those signatures are is very difficult yeah. uh, to get those signatures, and uh, including for Senator Braun, and and uh, and, and so yes, in in, in Banks, uh, Jim Banks running for the U.S. Senate, uh, a lot of these campaigns actually pay their volunteers to go into counties and be at uh, party events, be at, uh, at church and, and get signatures. And so it's, it's a, it's an, it's a, um, it's one of the boxes you check when you're running for statewide office, the governor and, and U S Senate. So yes, I think it's a big deal for Eric. And also to uh, keep in mind uh, during, during the County fair season, we just had here in Indiana, you know, if a lot of people, a lot of people at fairgrounds getting signatures, for for their respective candidates. Oh, if you do it right, it's easily a hundred hundred fifty thousand dollar operation at a minimum. Yeah. You, I mean, you've got to pretty much pay people to do this. Yeah, it's about one hundred fifty thousand dollars. You get paid per signature. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I having worked for a campaign and gone and done this, and actually worked for a campaign that got the signatures, uh, it's yeah, I, it's a I, huge operation. Or, or do what they used to do in Chicago back in the early '60s. They sit around the table like ten people and just sign names. They oh! call it they call it roundtable. <laughs> of course, yes. Uh, we tried to do it legally on the Stutzman campaign. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I just remember my dad telling me stories from back in the day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, I gotta say, look, guys, I think I'm most proud of this show of any of the ones we've other uh, ever done. Abdul had a traffic nightmare. Merritt's in Florida working on a project. And yet, we still got state house happenings on the air. Did we get to Sean Eberhardt? Uh, no, we didn't. Maybe we'll, we'll save that for <laughs> your se- we'll save that for your segment today on Kendall and Casey. Yeah, that one's going to be ugly. Uh, Jim Merritt, Abdul Akeem Shabazz, you're the best. Thank you, my friends. Thank you. Great. Freedomfoodsindiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. Freedomfoodsindiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online. With the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love freedomfoodsindiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. Freedomfoodsindiana.com. Rob Kendall, Abdullah Keep Shabazz, Jim Merritt. The program is State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Don't forget, you can find Abdul on Twitter at ATTY Abdul. At ATTY Abdul. And don't forget, he's got a very fabulous website, indiepolitics.org, indiepolitics.org. Make sure you bookmark it. And while you're there, get yourself a cheat sheet subscription so you can stay up to date on all the juicy rumor, gossip, and innuendo going on with Indiana politics and government. Jim Merritt, he's on Twitter at Jim underscore Merritt, at Jim underscore Merritt. And Jim Merritt, he has a fabulous podcast. It is called Merritt in the Morning. It's called Merritt in the Morning. You can find it on Facebook at YouTube. Just search Merritt in the Morning. Me, I'm on Twitter. My name is Rob Kendall, and I am on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall, at Rob M. Kendall. And you can hear me weekdays, nine until noon, Weekdays, 9 until noon, the Kendall and Casey Show on 93.1 WIBC. And boy, once again, we can't thank all of you who stick with us each week on Statehouse Happenings. It is such a joy and a privilege to be able to bring this program to you and give you the latest on what is going on with Indiana politics and government. And there's always all sorts of interesting stuff happening. That's going to do it for us today. For Bill Keep Shabazz, for Jim Merritt, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings.